4: Hello everyone, Neil here. Before we begin today's episode, I wanted to take a moment on behalf of all of us here at Triviality to memorialize and pay tribute to Tristan Turner, one of our dedicated listeners who recently passed away at the age of 24. Not only was Tristan a loyal listener, a Patreon supporter, and a former guest on episode 120, but he was always a constant source of encouragement in our Facebook group, The Crop, interacting with other listeners and cracking jokes with all of you upon each episode's release. Tristan, or T, as some of his friends and family would call him, was known to liven up an entire room with just his presence, especially with his contagious laugh. He called Joplin, Missouri home, and by day was a table games dealer at a casino. Tristan was a talented guitar player, musician, and singer, and often made his weekly D&D nights even more memorable than the last with his vibrant personality. On top of his passion for music, he enjoyed video games and golfing with his grandfather his friend Dylan reached out to us to break the news and mentioned how Tristan was a big fan of our show. While we were devastated to hear this, we wanted to make sure we took a moment before today's episode to honor him in the best way we could. While we were only able to interact with Tristan over an episode recording and digitally through Facebook and email, it was clearly evident that he was not only loved, but loving of those around him. On behalf of Ken, Matt, and Jeff, I'd like to offer his family, friends, and loved ones our deepest condolences. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show.
2: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
4: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and uh, I'm looking at Matt right now uh, with a fresh internet connection. How are you, Matt?
3: I'm doing good. Probably sound a little better than last time.
4: Yeah, last time you were on your phone, uh, all we saw was your your nostrils and your eyes up close
3: mm-hmm. on your cell phone. I had to turn it off because it was it was scaring the ladies of misinformation, I believe. <laughs> I think it was. He really
2: knows his angles, though.
3: <laughs> You're right. Matt
4: had a, a uh, circle light, as you may have seen on TikTok. Uh, he had a, some nice lighting, uh, uh, you know, mm. all across his face, but it was still just his nostrils. And that was Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff?
2: I'm doing well today, Neil. How are you?
4: I'm doing well. Uh, eating a little blueberry banana bowl here. So, you staying healthy. Whole, a
3: whole hour for eating, and then you're still doing this on air. It's I know.
4: I, I just wanted to
2: have I, some
3: fruit today.
4: I didn't have any, okay. so...
3: I, I,
2: I, I made a giant peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
3: Oh, did you?
4: Um, Speaking
2: of, though, how was that banana bread, Neil? Uh,
4: the banana bread... Yeah, Jeff made some banana bread uh, with Angie. It was very good, um, and uh, I... Don't want to say how much of it I ate by myself in one sitting, but it, let's just say it was a lot. So good, I'm glad. You, yes, Jeff's
1: becoming very domestic.
4: He oh. is. Uh, we need actually. So listeners,
3: if if you can, hey, Ken's here too. What Ken is know? here. Um,
4: Hiya. And Ken came up with the idea uh, before we started recording that uh, the listeners should nominate what kind of apron Jeff should be wearing when he's baking because he's baking a lot lately. So is it a kiss the cook? Is it a you know hands off the chef? Or I don't know what other kind of aprons there are, but
2: Yes. Yesterday I made s'mores bites and banana nut muffins and today mm. I'm gonna make brownies.
4: Wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. You're you're keeping keeping busy. Mm-hmm. Um and Ken, just so you know learning to hone my skills.
3: You are learning kitchen. how to
4: hone your skills. Ken last two weeks have been vegan, so I'm I'm there with you.
3: We oh, could ship, go. those, some, ship some of those treats out to our Patreon supporters. I don't know how long they'll last in the mail. but
4: Yeah, we need to put we'll them see. in, uh, what is that, uh, liquid, ni- not liquid nitrogen, Dry that ice. would be bad. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Dry ice. <laughs> yeah, 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 liquid nitrogen would not be good.
4: Yeah, that would be the <laughs> ending of Time Cop when Ron Silver is uh, punched to pieces by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um But we have a very uh, special uh, host with us today. Um, he's an NXT champion on Patreon, and we appreciate his support. Uh, we're very, very excited, especially Ken, and we'll tell you why in a bit. Uh, But that is uh, Chris Hine from Minneapolis. How's it going, Chris?
5: I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Nice to see all of you here. Mm
4: -hmm. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why Ken is so excited today?
5: Sure. Um, So I work as a sports writer for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. I cover the Minnesota Timberwolves and have done that for like the last two and a half years. But prior to coming to Minneapolis, I covered the Blackhawks for the Chicago Tribune for about three years. Um, I worked at the Tribune for about eight years uh, covering colleges and then eventually the Blackhawks. And and yeah, I uh, started covering the Blackhawks right around the time they stopped winning Stanley Cups. So (laughs) I guess you can kind of point to me as a bit of a jinx. (laughs)
4: <laughs> you're uh you're like nah. no. <laughs> no no yeah i was gonna say
5: you're not a jinx um so, and so much happened to the team yeah that's the fault of the sports writer <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the, well some people on, for some people on twitter yes it is the fault yeah
3: the <laughs> i can't even imagine like one day of your mentions has to be horrible i would not want anything to do with that
5: <laughs> so. yeah yeah there were days where they got a little hairy um, yeah yeah uh, Let's just leave it at that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and I'm sure the the uh, casual sports fan has been asking you if you're watching The Last Dance. Have you been binging on that every I, Sunday?
5: I have. It's very entertaining. I did not grow up a Bulls fan, and mm. there may be a question related to The Last Dance coming Ooh. up in the game here. Um, Foreshadow. But, uh, I have. I, it's it's entertaining as hell. I, I love it, even if mm-hmm. you know. Jordan basically approved everybody who was talking and it's yeah. his version of events. It's still a lot of fun to watch that.
4: Well, uh, well, Chris, I know you, you wrote today's game uh, in our normal format. We're super excited to play it. And I think we're going to um, do a wager here. The teams are going to be me and Matt versus uh, Ken and Jeff, sort of a rematch uh, from a recent game where uh, Matt and I um, slightly edged out. Ken and Jeff, Um, but before we get the team names, uh, we we came up with another wager. We figured since you're a sports writer, you're in that world, um, and you have to deal with uh, rivalries on a daily basis. I think the losing team on the next recording will have to talk glowingly for one minute about a team that they despise. How does that sound, guys? (laughs)
5: Love it. I love it. I can't wait to hear uh, Bears fans gloat about the Packers. It'll be great.
1: (laughs) All right. So you guys are going to do a Timberwolves-related team name, right?
3: Yeah, what do you think, Matt? Um, well, I mean, we had discussed earlier uh, your big Justin Timberlake fan, uh, so we're going with the Justin Timberwolves. <laughs> and uh,
1: Jeff, you had a good one for us uh, related to the Blackhawks, right? Yes, uh, we're
2: going to be the sod squad.
4: Yeah, he had a pretty good Charles Barkley impression.
3: <laughs> no? so you, didn't well, think it, you didn't think it was terrible?
5: <laughs> it's, different, it's different to hear that in person. Wow. Yeah, I know. What an He's experience.
3: Very talented
5: man. <laughs> All right, Chris, take it away when you're ready. All right, here we go. Uh, just a quick, quick hint. Uh, some of the category names, pay attention to them. They might offer a hint towards the answer. All right. Perfect. All right, question number one is party animals. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt ran for a third term as president after he was frustrated by the policies of his successor in office, William Howard Taft. Roosevelt ran as the candidate of the short-lived Progressive Party, which was also known by what nickname?
1: Jeff and I I I can lock in.
5: Oh, man.
4: Wow. Um, I I feel like we've heard this history before, like uh, tangentially, probably from Jeff or something. Um, So we're looking for an animal, right? mascot of a party
3: i i think so um it's not the
4: wigs it was at the donkey party or no no that's no the donkey is democrat um
3: no was this this was um was this like a moose oh the moose party
4: right that sounds familiar yeah, yeah, because I think we had a question about the moose party, and we're like, who would be into moose? Yeah, moose and I think or the mooses? answer.
3: I think we got it the other way. Where, yeah. where that was we had to name the president. Um, I think I think we can go with moose party. Yeah, I like that. Let's lock that in.
1: All right, Jeff, you want to slightly modify their
4: answer?
2: I do. Um, so you can't stop a bull moose, although apparently you can shoot one when he's doing a speech.
5: <laughs> yeah. So I have a, a decision to make on the first question here, um, but I. Th- think i'm going to give 10 points to the sod squad and zero to the uh, justin timberwolves because bull fair. moose is the correct answer
4: oh that's fine that's fine we'll survive <laughs>
5: <laughs> all right moving on to question two since the last question was about the bull moose party why not a question about the chicago bulls The popular documentary, The Last Dance, chronicles Michael Jordan's career with the Bulls. Jordan won six NBA championships during his tenure, and he beat five different franchises to win those six titles. Name three of those five, two bonus points for the extras.
3: Okay, we can lock
4: in. Yep, Matt and I know this one.
5: All right, so we got the Jazz, for sure.
1: Possibly the the Suns, I think maybe. I'm positive Uh, about the Jazz and the Sonics. Okay. So what about the Pistons? Uh, are they in the same conference? Oh, was that that could have been semi if you're if you're confident about the Suns, that would be fine with me. I think they'd be Phoenix one year. Yeah, uh, okay, So we'll lock in with the Sonics, the Suns, and the jazz.
3: Okay, um, and then we'll lock in with uh, ninety one Lakers, ninety two blazers, ninety three suns. Ninety-five Sonics or ninety-six, whatever that was, and then ninety-seven and ninety-eight Jazz.
5: All right. So the team named after a basketball team gets full credit, fourteen <laughs> points for getting all five, and the Sod Squad gets ten for getting three Jazz, Sonics, and Suns. Take oh, it. Their points all around. Yes. <laughs> All right, so
3: yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to come back on the show if I got that one wrong. So.
4: <laughs> man, I miss those uh, Sonics uniforms and like the, the Kemp and Peyton, man. Those those green uniforms were always great.
3: Yeah, these were the the '90s version with the giant space needle on it and like graphics all over. Because they they did that for a bunch of the franchises in the '90s, and they were super ugly. The Hornets or the Rockets and the yep. Bucks had them too.
4: Magic and Rockets always looked very similar. They had like that pinstripey. Mm-hmm. Look to him. Believe, out,
1: believe it or not, straight. Matt, when I was a young, young boy,
5: I was very into watching the bulls.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Remember those sons. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right, on to question three, a different kind of trailblazer. In twenty fourteen, this man became the first openly gay player to participate in an NBA game after coming out in a sports illustrated article months earlier.
1: I remember hearing about this, but I have no idea about his name. Absolutely none, Jeff, so if you want to lock in with a guess, that would be fine. Yeah, I have no idea either. I wish I knew. Brian Johnson. No, that's the guy from ACDC, right? (laughs) Uh,
2: Brian Brian Johnson. No, wait, that's the guy who ruined Star Wars. Brian
1: Brian (laughs) Lockty. (laughs) <laughs> Brian Lochte All right, oh. we're locked in with Brian Lochte Okay, the swimmer's brother.
3: It's funny. It's funny that they say brother because I believe this guy had a twin brother who was also in the NBA or I don't know if they're twins, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Jason Collins.
4: Jason Collins. Was he? Um, was he a guy on, on the? He was on a Celtics before.
3: He was on the Nets. That's where on he was mostly Nets. known
4: for. Okay, but yeah, Jason Collins. Okay, that's fine with me. I don't know.
5: And 10 more points for the basketball team. (laughs) Jason Collins is the correct answer. And his brother, Jaron, was an NBA player as well. And I believe he's an assistant coach on the Warriors now. Oh, there you go. Yes. All right. On to question four, shifting away from sports. Music royalty is the category. In 1972, this legendary songwriter had a big night at the Grammys and set a number of records. She became the first woman to sweep the top three awards for album, song, and record of the year. She won song of the year for writing You've Got a Friend, which James Taylor took to number one. She won record of the year for her own number one hit, It's Too Late. In doing so, she became the first person in Grammy history to win record and song of the year in the same year for different songs. Who is she? Can I got this.
4: Matt, i think i know this one i just have to i have to use um my my brain palace as uh sherlock would say um (laughs) okay so it's too late it's too late baby it's too okay so that's um more
1: like a brain shack
4: more like a brain yeah (laughs) a brain shack baby (laughs) um uh carol king that's it carol king
2: Yep. Uh, It'd be really embarrassing if I didn't get this right. First of all, I stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time. And Tapestry is one of my favorite albums. So I said Carole King
5: tapestry is my favorite album too and it is indeed carol king nice pull neil i was wondering if you were going to dance around it without actually getting her name you said everything right <laughs> no <laughs> he i always he always gets it eventually
4: i am glad it didn't take too long i just because colleen loves her um and her mom loves her as well and you know especially considering she's on gilmore girls and uh, she talks mm-hmm. about her all the time and i i was like what what, what's her last name But, but yeah it came to me luckily
5: all right number five they call the writer Carol King once wrote a song in 1991 called If It's Over With This Woman, the singer and songwriter who holds the record for most Billboard number 1 songs written or co-written by a woman with 18. This woman first appeared as a co-writer on a number 1 song in 1990, and her most recent number 1 co-writing credit came from a song that hit the top in December 2019.
1: Hey, right, Jeff's got a good lead on this one, so we're going to lock in.
5: All right, so
4: our conversation between Matt and I, um, so we kind of said Mariah Carey just initially because she had so many number ones and was very popular, but we thought maybe that was too early. Um, mm-hmm. Matt said Celine Dion, Janet Jackson. I said Dolly Parton, um,
3: just because I... I think, yeah. I think Dolly would have had one before. Yeah. Because 9 to 5 is like early 80s, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. I, you know what? I, I think I was focusing
4: on on her um, her original version of I'll Always Love You. Um, Mm -hmm. but I guess technically she's not a co-writer. Um, he said the most number one billboard hits, I think Madonna, it's like Madonna and Rihanna have like the, the top, um, billboard hits of all time. I think like Rihanna just passed her for like 35.
3: Can't go wrong with Madonna. So I I think Madonna's a fine guess. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll lock in with that.
2: Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I know she's got a bunch of songwriting credits and I know you're, first gut over there was mariah carey and that's what we went with
5: you guys should have gone with your first guy it is indeed mariah carey mm-hmm. uh she has 19 as a singer 18 as a co-writer her only number one that she didn't sing was her cover of "I'll be there by the jackson Five. that was originally done by the jackson five mm. the song in december 2019 that hit the top was all i want for christmas is you all right over- oh. yeah. all right moving on to number six Mariah Carey has credited the late Minnie Riperton as one of her vocal inspirations. But Riperton's legacy also lives on in today's entertainment world through her daughter, who was a cast member of Saturday Night Live from 2000 to 2008. She was recently nominated twice for the guest actress in a comedy series Emmy for a recurring role in The Good Place. Well, I kind of word locked in, yeah.
4: Matt, I'm pretty sure, almost positive that Minnie Riperton's daughter is Maya Rudolph who plays the judge on The Good
3: Place. Yep, and that 2000 to 2008 lines up perfectly. So okay.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of hints in here, but I didn't really need any of them. We're seeing uh, Maya
5: Rudolph. <laughs> and points all around on that one. It is Maya Rudolph. And actually, I texted Jeff like three days ago. I was like, oh, Maya Rudolph's the best part of the show.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: pretty, no as
1: usual, her, her like her voice oh. affectations are just hilarious. Oh, yeah.
2: Or like her in... Um... Big mouth bubble bias.
5: Yeah. She's, she's so funny. pretty much she's great in everything she does, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yep. And on to number seven. Rudolph's co-star on The Good Place, Darcy Carden, spells her first name with an apostrophe. She said she added the apostrophe to her name because she wanted it to be like the name of Darcy Retzky, who was the original bassist of this alternative rock band who rose to prominence in the nineteen nineties. In nineteen ninety-five, this band's album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Replace mariah carey's daydream album at number one on the billboard charts the album featured the band's biggest mainstream hit named after a year yeah we're good
3: yeah
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know this one neil yeah is
4: this uh the uh breaking of uh, gourds mm-hmm. yeah
3: okay <laughs> that is correct uh i knew it just from the name because my brother was a huge huge pumpkins fan but uh smashing
2: sla- pumpkins sla- slaughtering pumpkins yes yeah, yeah.
5: smashing pumpkins and points for everybody again. Maybe I made that one a little too easy. Smashing <laughs> Pumpkins is correct. No, no that's it's just... okay. Matt was born in 1979,
6: so. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's just,
4: a, just the right audience. We we jo- often joke about Billy Corgan, whether it's music from Ken or wrestling from Matt, so.
5: And <laughs> <laughs> number eight, under the boardwalk. In Monopoly, how much rent do you owe if you land on Boardwalk and its owner also owns Park Place, but has not built any houses or hotels on either property?
3: Yeah, I had a guess, so we're gonna lock in, so you guys can talk it out.
2: All right, I know Ken that it's it's 50 for the regular place, and I know with hotel it's 2,000, and I think it's like double if you own both, so it might be a hundred.
3: It's up to you, man.
2: I don't know. So we'll, we'll go a hundred.
3: Yeah. See, I I thought that the maybe I maybe I've only played different versions of this, but I was thinking that the amounts were in 100 200 500 or whatever. So, um, I thought that the park place was 500 and I don't think that it, it if you own both places it matters. It's only if you put a hotel on it. So, we just said 500.
5: Jeff talked that one out correctly. It is $100. Uh mm-hmm. it's $50 if you don't own both and 100 if you own both of them. So, mm-hmm. it is double. So, $100 is correct.
3: We only had the Star Wars version. So, that's all I know and I think that throws off <laughs> all the different prices for me
5: <laughs> on to number nine know your elements <clears throat> the latin word argentum refers to this element whose atomic number is 47 all right uh jeff and i have discussed uh, via text briefly and we are locked in
4: matt you were saying um possibly argon or gold mm-hmm. right yeah because gold is au isn't it um or is that that i wouldn't know um are man yeah maybe gold is au i know it doesn't look like gold <laughs> as stupid as that sounds yeah. um
3: uh gold or maybe gold is ag it's something like that and then silver Art. might be au but
4: oh if silver uh, is au i mean is that something or is it or no
3: that's in the range of where those elements are oh so uh, gold uh, and argon silver is, argon's a gas i think so i don't think that that's in I feel that like,
4: range yeah and i feel like when jeff is um spotting off uh element nonsense he always says like argon is in the first 25 or something because the gases are early on right the noble gases
3: yeah well they're not it's not necessarily they're they're early. all on the right side that's yeah so the, they would have numbers that end in seven eight or nine mostly okay um, so i learned something there or so like
2: 2, 10, 18, 36, 54, something like Yo, that. You no,
1: know. based on this conversation, I'm so proud of you. How far you've come when it comes to elemental knowledge. <laughs> I
2: know. I was. I was like. I'm kind of touched.
3: He is saying things that is true.
5: I'm <laughs> glad to be here for this moment. This is very touching.
3: Yeah. So do like, you want to go silver or gold?
4: Um. Mm-hmm. Well, you said silver was AU. I think so. I. Um, I don't know why I, I let's just go silver because gold I want to say gold because of Austin Powers three but I feel like that yeah. is wrong and I want to go against my gut because I my okay. gut was wrong the first time
3: we'll say silver
4: okay
1: well if we're right it sounds like you wronged your way into the right answer Jeff yeah
2: um, I believe gold is Au. Uh, latin is aurum uh, so argentum is silver
5: you guys did wrong your way into the correct answer. Oh, it is nice. silver. A.G. I'm so proud. Well, we
3: oh, righted sweet. our way into a 50-50, so I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> you could have said Argon. Mm-hmm. Been wrong,
3: but. Yeah. Argonne. I eliminated that pretty quickly. Argyle.
5: So. Shout out to my old high school. We were known as the Argents, which to this day, I do not know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nobody did at the time. Uh the Argent. That uh, that's where, that, that's that's where a, that question Is that a came band? From. I don't know. And I don't think a Catholic high school would name their mascot after a band, but you never know. <laughs> what
4: was your mascot, by the way?
5: Uh, it was just like a knight, essentially. Oh, knight.
4: Okay, oh, maybe that's what it was, yeah. then. The silver for yeah. like the knight's armor or something.
5: Could have been. Yeah.
2: Okay. So it turns out Argent was an English rock band formed in 1969 by keyboardist Rod Argent, formerly of the Zombies. They had a top 40 hit with the song Tragedy.
5: So, oh, cool. <laughs> And that's actually around <laughs> the time the school was formed. So maybe maybe that was maybe <laughs> nice, that wasn't
1: Argent's so hot right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the deacon was secretly listening to to rock and he's like, I'm gonna name the school Argents.
1: Well there's mm-hmm.
2: exponential growth because they've gone from two Google searches to four. Yeah,
5: <laughs> well, the, well, the just, school the school is no longer in existence in its name, so uh, it wasn't it didn't exactly catch on. So RIP to the Argents. <laughs> mm-hmm. On number on to number ten, silver and gold. Michael Phelps has won twenty-three gold medals in his career. Within one, how many silver medals does he have?
1: Oh, wow. God, I was gonna wonder I was wondering if this is gonna be a Ryan Lofty. I know, I was getting
3: there. <laughs> That's funny.
4: Not quite. All right. So Matt, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to picture that um, photo that he took shirtless in his speedo. He had all of his medals that he was he held in front of him.
3: Yeah, but that was just one Olympics.
4: Oh, I think it was recent though, wasn't it? His shirtless photo, right, where he has like all of his accomplishments and he like holds <laughs> I don't them keep up.
3: up with his shirt. I don't have a Google alert for shirtless Michael Phelps. Neil.
4: Oh, I have that hashtag on my Instagram, <laughs> okay. and it just pulls up all those pictures. Now I get ads for his uh, <laughs> for his companies that he does. Um, Do you think
3: four because gives us three and five?
4: That, that's I, I'm fine with that. Four is my favorite number. Um, I thought it was more, but um, I think you're. Your logic is right, so maybe we should go four, get three and five.
3: Okay, we're gonna lock him with four. We
1: uh, thought it was quite low. We debated saying zero, but eventually we figured he was in a lot of like relay
5: events and a lot of variables, so we said two. And both of you get points because the answer is three. Wow, nice. <laughs> What's the difference? Very nice. I
2: did look it up after we locked in, Ken. It was like for butterfly and stuff that he, um. He had two butterfly silvers and one freestyle silver.
1: Mm,
4: let's see.
1: So he just sucks at butterfly. Medley, he's got He's just gold terrible. Every time.
4: <laughs> he stinks. After the first round, it looks like the score is Team Justin Timberwolves with 74. Uh, those extra bonus points coming in handy. And Team Sod Squad with 90. <laughs> so they have an early lead here.
5: All right, on to the swing round. Uh, since the last answer was three. This leads uh, into this swing round where all good things come in threes. Identify these places, persons, or things that come third. Okay. Okay. Here we go. The third longest river in the world. The third longest river in the U.S. The baseball player with the third most home runs all time. The third vice president of the U.S. The third largest country by area the third most populous state in the U.S., the only movie franchise whose third installment won the Oscar for Best Picture, the third Golden Girl cast member to win the Emmy for Best Lead Actress in a Comedy, third president to be assassinated, and the fast food or coffee shop with the third most locations across the U.S., according to Business Insider. Okay, we'll take a few minutes to go over these, and we'll be back.
6: So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Calling all kids in the car, Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
4: All of our answers are now locked in for the swing round. And before we get to those questions and answers one more time, just wanted to say thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show. You are the lifeblood of our show, as Jeff always says. Uh, and if you'd like to join uh, patrons just like Chris, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, uh, where we have a ton of extra content, uh, over 30, 35 hours of extra um, content that you can download, um, as well as perks, uh, stickers, posters, boxes, things like that. Um, we've taken a little bit of a lull in uh, sending out some of those, uh, perks in the mail just due to everything that's been going on, but, uh, everyone has been accounted for and, uh, we are starting to mail out some things pretty soon here and, uh, we appreciate everyone's support in that regard. Uh, but yeah, if you'd like to join, uh, other listeners like Chris, uh, go to patreon.com slash triviality and, uh, it would mean a lot to us to help support the show. Thank you. All right, Chris, uh, what are these uh, questions one more time, and we'll give you our answers.
5: All right, here we go. All good things come in threes. Identify these places, persons, or things that come third. The third longest river in the world.
3: Yeah, for the, we were kind of between a few of them, the Nile, the Amazon, the Euripides, but we went with Amazon.
1: So we were pretty sure that uh, Nile and Amazon were number one and two. So for the third one, we said the Yangtze.
5: And the Yangtze is correct. Uh, yeah. Matt and Neil, you guys were close in your discussion there.
3: Yeah, we did say it once. Yeah, we said it. Yeah, we that's all that counts.
5: <laughs> Third longest river in the U.S.
4: Yeah, this one, um, Matt had some good logic. We, we knew Mississippi and Missouri were really long, and the only one we could think of on top of those uh, was the Colorado. So that's what we went with.
5: Sounds pretty familiar. We, uh, we thought maybe it was the Colorado. It's actually the Yukon. Oh, Wow. Ooh, wow. Uh, baseball player with the third most home runs all time.
3: This one I was pretty confident in. Uh, I remember that Barry Bonds passed uh, Hank Aaron, and he was just ahead of Babe Ruth. So we said Babe Ruth.
1: Oh no way! Uh, we said Ken
5: Griffey Jr. Babe Ruth is the correct answer. Seven fourteen.
3: Nice. Griffey's Griffey's over 600, right? I think he ended up at like 602 or something, but he was...
5: Yeah, I think he ended up around there. Yeah. High 500s or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, Third vice president of the US.
4: This one was funny. Um, This is when I enjoy having a team uh, of Ken, Matt, and Jeff uh, to help out because uh, one, I was trying to remember what order the presidents were in uh, for some reason because I had a brain fart. But um, we we were talking about a lot of different people, Jefferson, Madison. um, I knew one of them were vice president or president. And then we were trying to think of Hamilton and what happens in that musical. And we kind of settled on Aaron Burr. I'm not sure if that's
5: correct, but that's what we went with.
2: Yeah, we think this is a guy who took a shot. We said Aaron Burr.
5: Aaron Burr is the correct answer. Third largest country by area.
3: Uh, there's another one where we thought we knew the top three. Uh, we thought it was somewhere between Australia, China, and Russia. And we thought that Australia came in third there. So we said Australia.
2: Yeah. Um, so I think the top five by area are Russia, Canada, and then I think it's China, the United States, and Brazil. Because mm-hmm. I always know Brazil's fifth for population currently and size. So we, I think it's
5: China. And your thought is correct. It is China. Yeah. Uh, Russia and Canada are one and two. Hmm. Uh, third most populous state in the U.S.
3: Uh, again, tough one. Uh, we think that New York, California, and Texas are the top three. Think California one, Texas two, and we said New York three, so New York.
1: So we had quite a conversation on this one, and um, we we did think that initially, um, but we were starting to think in terms of electoral votes and how things might change with the next sentence, uh, census. So we think that maybe
5: Florida moved into the three spot. Florida did move into the three spot. It is Florida. Uh, The only movie franchise whose third installment won the Oscar for best picture. Yeah. You got this one, Neil?
4: Yeah, I think it's the only uh, movie franchise that ends with uh, more endings than the amount of entries in the franchise. Uh, We went with Return of the King, so Lord of the Rings.
1: Yep, Lord of
5: the Rings, Return of the King. And both correct is Lord of the Rings, the third Golden Girl cast member to win the Emmy for Best Lead Actress in a Comedy.
4: Yeah, this one, uh, Matt and I were discussing. um, Our logic was uh, B. Arthur, uh, having come off of Maud and and, uh, the other shows that she was well known for, uh, probably would have won first, kind of being uh, been around the block. Um, And then we know Betty White is really known for this show, but I remember her being the comedic relief and not really having as much uh, a part uh, as Rue McClanahan. So we actually said that Betty White would have won third out of the trio.
1: Yeah, we just thought uh, we knew the Golden Girls and thought it was a toss-up as to just choosing one so we picked Betty
5: White. The answer is Rue McClanahan.
1: Wow! Oh, um, no. White
5: won, Betty White won first and then the next year B. Arthur won and then the next year Rue McClanahan won. Back wow. to back to back. Wow. Uh, the third president to be assassinated.
3: This one we're Pretty sure it was McKinley.
5: Yeah,
2: Uh, Ken and I ran through them real quick. It goes uh, Lincoln, Garfield, and McKinley.
5: You both know your history. It is McKinley. And the fast food or coffee shop with the third most locations across the U.S., according to Business Insider.
3: This is one that we kind of went over a few different options. We think Subway, McDonald's, and Starbucks are the top three there. Not 100% sure, but we locked in with Starbucks.
1: We also found the inclusion of uh, coffee shops
5: in the question to be a uh, reason for concern. So we said Starbucks. It was a reason for concern because the answer is not a coffee shop. The correct answer is McDonald's. Mm. Subway is one. Starbucks yep. is two. <laughs> and McDonald's is actually number three.
4: Uh, oh, so we, was what we were afraid of. Yeah, we were afraid <laughs> that it was uh, Subway. All right, going into the second round, it looks like Team Justin Timberwolves has 94 and uh, has some ground to make up uh, to catch up to the Sod Squad with 120. So let's see what you have in store for us for the second round, Chris.
5: All right, number 11, category is I've made a huge mistake. The 18th Amendment installed prohibition. What amendment repealed it?
3: Mm, locked in. We
5: can lock it. Yep. Same. Yep. So, Jeff, it's uh, 21, yeah? 21?
3: Yep, we locked in with the 21st Amendment.
5: Correct. My friend Mike told me this question might be too easy for you guys, and he was indeed correct. It is the 21st Amendment. Yeah. Uh, number number 12 is more alcohol. Back in right. January, the manufacturers of the beer Corona offered $15 million to change the name of coronavirus to what? We're going to lock in
4: here. We're going to lock in so you would think for a marketing ploy, um, they would probably want to name it like a competitor, right? Like Coors mm-hmm. or Milwaukee's Mo- or, best, but um, Coors or Miller.
3: I was thinking it'd be another Mexican beer, like a Tecate or Modelo.
1: What do you mean another Mexican beer?
3: I mean what I said. <laughs> Who would they call out that would get them the most notice? Probably, like, probably Bud, Budweiser, Budweiser, Bud Light, Bud Light, maybe. Yeah
4: um yeah because i feel like they have the most commercials out of everyone they have the um whatever that commercial is the cheers thing that they do
3: yeah dilly dilly Dilly, Dilly, or whatever that is i could
4: i could see them going after bud light i mean they're they're always on tv well
3: yeah well budweiser would be the parent company so you want to say budweiser
4: um yeah i guess if we need to be more specific uh yeah Bud light i feel like budweiser seems too nice i think it would be bud light okay
3: budweiser slash bud light okay
5: We settled on Miller High Life. The correct answer is Bud Light Virus. I'm inclined to give the points to Matt and Neil. Oh, yeah. Give them points.
3: All right.
5: Nice. Nice. Uh, Number 13. First thing we do, let's kill all the lawyers. What former lawyer rose to prominence during the French Revolution and is famous for his role during the Reign of Terror, in which he helped to round up and execute people he and his associates deemed disloyal to the revolution he eventually would be killed himself
1: uh we're gonna lock in because jeff uh, texted me a name and it was the name in my head so
4: was it javert
1: is that russell Crowe?
4: yeah yeah that's russell Crowe. yeah lame is um he's a cop though too i know that everyone Mm -hmm. if you're listening he's not i know he's not a lawyer um i don't know matt i mean is it would there have been a guy named guillotine maybe and that's no no he would have been the inventor of the guillotine right the, yeah. lawyer, the lawyer wouldn't have named that the, blade, the blade the blade after pro, himself
3: i wouldn't have named it after the the first guy they executed with
4: it the old johnny cochran machine um yeah i have no idea i i'm at a yeah, loss i don't know do, do you know any famous french people you can just name like off the top of your head like um tony uh, parker yeah okay we'll go with tony parker famed basketball star
1: <laughs> all right well uh I actually went over to Jeff's house uh, the other day. We had some important uh, business to discuss. Of course, I put on my mask, and we maintained proper uh, social distancing. But when he answered his door, his robe spear was wide open. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I saw everything.
5: <laughs> well, I'm not getting that image out of my head, but that is mm. the correct answer. Robespierre.
2: There's really not much to think
5: about. Tony Parker was a good guest, though. Good guest. Yeah, hey, I was close. 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 Yeah this one Uh, question 14 miss domer which university was founded in 1842 by french priests but you can't tell that from the school's nickname
3: Mm, we can lock in
5: uh you're locked in matt yeah this uh
2: to paul your alma mater i was thinking that they are the blue demons so (laughs) okay and it sounds pretty french right uh, yeah, it was a uh, Jesuit university. I think it nice. was French
1: priests. De Paul.
3: Mm, I think you misdomered on this. It's supposed to be the oh, Golden, golden Notre Domers. Dame. Uh, Notre Dame is what we locked in with.
5: The Notre Dame Fighting Irish is correct. Fighting Irish, even though they were founded by French priests. That makes a lot more
4: sense. <laughs> ah, Cole Comet, Matt. New Bears I tight know. end.
3: <laughs> And bears tight end
4: that's a nice story i'm sure for especially for writers like yourself uh chris to have a guy who's a lifelong bears fan get drafted by the bears <laughs>
5: that's right uh the writers my some of my friends in chicago had some fun with that yeah absolutely uh, question 15 the price is right in may 1995 sega made a surprise announcement at the first ever e3 conference in los angeles that its new game system, the Sega Saturn, scheduled to be released later that year, was actually available for sale immediately for $399. After that announcement, Sony's Sony's head of development, Steve Race, walked up to the microphone to talk about the impending release of the first ever PlayStation. Race's remarks were brief. He mentioned only a number and then sat back down to thunderous
3: applause. (laughs) What was that number? That's funny. I remember when this came out. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen the press conference. I've I've watched a lot of uh, YouTube videos on this, so I'm pretty confident we can lock in. Okay, you probably know better your, than I would. Yeah, it, with your first answer, we'll lock in. My first, okay.
1: All right. Uh, so I thought maybe one ninety nine. Jeff says two ninety nine. Trying to remember what I bought my N sixty four for you think playstation was 299 at launch i thought they were both about 300 i'm pretty sure they were like maybe i spent 350 okay <laughs> that's fine we'll say uh, 299
3: yeah I, re- I remember watching the guy walks up grabs the mic and says 299 and then sits down and that's it and everyone goes crazy it's great uh <laughs> 299 yeah it was
5: a very nerd moment 299 mm. is correct yeah Number 16, more video games. Uh, This category is called Shoot'em Up. According to Fortune Magazine, the Call of Duty franchise accounted for the top-selling video game in seven of the ten years of the 2010s. Can you name one of the other three with two bonus points each for getting extra? The years are 2010, a first-person shooter, 2013, action-adventure, and 2018, action-adventure.
4: Okay, I think Matt. I think both of our answers we could lock in. I think those sound right.
5: Okay,
1: so Jeff, I'm thinking 2018 would be Breath of the Wild.
2: Okay, so the only problem I have with that is I know the Switch just came out. Like,
1: yeah, it was, it was a, like Christmas? a launch title.
2: Yeah, so I'm wondering if it was another one of the established console systems. Like, was it like a like a Red Dead Two or another one of those?
1: It's Red Dead Two. 2018
2: yeah it was that long ago because i remember i mean i just got it the other day as you know and i know it's been out for like two years and i wonder if so got, i got wonder if it's one that was on multiple platforms like that because i don't know if i don't remember breath of the wild like it was great and it sold a lot but i don't think it outsold odyssey and that wouldn't be action adventure yeah it would well oh, maybe i i'm still inclined to think it's a cross-platformer though
1: if if Odyssey got like packaged with the the switches, mm-hmm. which I think it was, that could be. It might have been. Let's with let's some say of, okay. Let's say Mario Odyssey for our answer. Twenty ten shooter. Let's say Halo four, and twenty thirteen action adventure. Let's say Drake's Uncharted.
3: Okay. Okay, so our official answer is going to be GTA Five. I think that's the 2013 one. Um, for the bonuses, we said 2018. We think is Red Dead Redemption Two, yeah. and the tw- and the 2010 one we said was Halo Three.
5: Okay, the correct answers are Halo Reach, GTA Five, and Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm. Hmm matt and neil i think you get 12 points for that one yeah yeah it slipped our minds well two two of those games were rockstar that's impressive Mm
1: -hmm. i really didn't think red dead redemption was that i mean i know it was a big game but i I didn't realize it was that far reaching and Mm -hmm. that year also i'm surprised Mm -hmm. so i'm sorry i ignored that jeff (laughs) i didn't ignore it i just didn't think no i just
4: Do they get those bonus points, the two points or whatever? No, we we
5: were wrong. (laughs) Oh, you're wrong. Okay. Okay. Number 17. You done messed up, but not really. (laughs) Just like we did. In 1976, Patty Chayefsky won the Oscar for best original screenplay for the movie Network. In 2011, when this famous writer of television and movies won the Oscar for best adapted screenplay, he began his speech by saying, it's impossible to describe what it feels like to be handed the same award that was given to Patty Chayefsky 35 years ago for another movie with Network in the title.
6: We
4: can lock him in. So t-
5: 2011. Is that 2011, we yes. Mm. Yeah, we're elected with Social Network. I just network, watched this. Right? Yeah.
3: Jeff, Who's the director? Though, is, don't you need the director? Uh, yeah, oh, was the director is David Fincher.
5: Um, I'm looking for the, the person who won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Did he write it? Who wrote that, Jeff? Social My, Network. I, don't know. So there's
1: two guys that I always um, confuse. One of them's more television related, and one of them's more film related. Uh, Soderbergh is one of them, and okay. the other one is. Um, there's two. There's two guys who I mix up. The the guy who wrote The West Wing, uh, Aaron Sorkin, and Aaron Sorkin. So Aaron Sorkin wrote The West Wing. So I think it's Soderbergh now. Okay, I don't know. Okay, let's say Soderbergh.
4: Uh, yeah, Ooh, we went. We went Everyone making the face. Yeah, we we uh, we're gonna walk take this answer and walk away with it with uh, Aaron Sorkin.
5: Aaron Sorkin is the correct answer. The category is uh, referencing a uh, Key and peel sketch, uh, mm-hmm. substitute teacher Key and peel sketch. If you haven't seen it, uh, A. A. Ron. A. A. Ron. Yeah, Aaron you done, you done messed up. A. A. Ron. Mm, man, I walked all the way through that one. <laughs> Number 18, market share. The social network is obviously about the creation of Facebook and came out in 2010. About 18 months after the movie premiered, Facebook acquired what other popular app then perceived to be its potential rival for $1 billion? I think we're locked in here.
4: Yeah, Matt, are you thinking Instagram? um All right, or did they also buy snapchat no i think they they bought it they're part of instagram right
3: instagram was first because i think they that was the first thing they folded into um because i remember people complaining when facebook bought instagram because they didn't like the stories aspect and some of the other stuff that facebook was doing with it so that would make sense
4: um yeah do you want to go instagram then
3: yeah we can go instagram okay
5: we also said instagram And points to both teams. Instagram is correct. Nice.
2: Yeah, I can't wait for a face tick
3: to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Tick face is much scarier. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it
5: is. (laughs) Question 19. Dad didn't have this. Related to photography, who was the earliest president to have his picture taken? It was taken in 1843, 14 years after he left his one term in office. We are locked in...
3: So, I mean, 14 years, so we're looking at, what, 1829, right?
4: Yeah. Um, and then the category was, dad. what was it, dad didn't something?
5: Dad didn't get this. Dad didn't yeah, so get you, this. Founding
3: father? I mean, for, yeah, if we're just going through the presidents, mm-hmm. starting with Washington, that takes us through like 18, and then you got your first four will probably take you to about 1820, um. So we're probably looking at the seventh or eighth. Do you think maybe Van Buren or um, Van Buren's eighth? Oh, man, see, I, this is where Ken
4: is helpful. Cause I, I don't know the orders of the president. Um, I'm just trying to think of ones that I would have seen like uh, on the internet pictures of them. Quincy Adams, did he have a, I'm trying to think, every time I think of John Quincy Adams, all I picture is Anthony Hopkins from Amistad and I can never differentiate. Oh, that's probably the answer then. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, right. Uh. Did he only have one term? Maybe. Maybe it is John Quincy Adams. Um,
3: yeah. Sam Adams.
4: Sam Adams. Yeah. I have no idea. So I'm good with whatever you want to go. You've been...
3: Let's go John Quincy Adams. Let's okay. Or do you just
4: want to say Adams and we'll get... No, Jeopardy I don't think that's how it works in this question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll go Quincy Adams.
1: So, so and you're having right. trouble. Yeah. The reason you're having trouble distinguishing the Adams is because one Adams was the other's dad. And dad didn't get
5: this, so it's uh, John Quincy Adams.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: John Quincy Adams is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have gotten away with just saying Adams for that yeah, question.
3: Yeah, I Adams. knew it wouldn't.
5: <laughs> I figured, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On to question 20. Don't Google it. Which hockey award is given to, quote, the player adjudged to have exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability? Unquote. It's usually given to a very good player who has very few penalty minutes.
1: Okay, we are gonna go ahead and lock in here. Um, I have somewhat of an inclination, but I'm
3: not sure. I can't think of any hockey awards except for the con Smythe, which I know is like the MVP award. Okay. And then, um, don't go. There's it. like the Art Ross Award, which might be goalie. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just let's call it the Gordy Howe Award. Gordy Howe, okay. He he the gets Gordy Howe of award for, for excellence and gentlemanliness, yeah. <laughs> it, for, in the field of excellence.
1: We think that this is something that you might typo and get something dirty when you Google it, and it's Lady Bing.
5: Mm. Lady Bing is correct. Yeah, don't Google it. Use Bing instead.
4: Oh, Going into the final round, the scores are very, very close. It is 176 for Justin Timberwolves and 180 for some kind of sod squad. Uh, But before we hear these final questions, uh, make sure to join us over at The Crop, our private Facebook group. We're almost at 1,000 people, which is super exciting. Uh, Feel free to interact with other listeners there and find out about all of the trivia options that are available to you now over the Internet and streaming. Uh, and support the show. So if if you'd like to join people uh, over there, just go to Facebook and search The Crop. Uh, Chris, what are these final categories?
5: These final categories are my favorite trivia areas, so here we go. The Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, Billboard charts, and American history.
4: All our wagers are locked in, so let's hear the questions, and we will uh, decide our answers, Chris.
5: For the Emmys, in the last three years, there have been two men who twice were triple nominees for Best Lead Actor, Best Writing, and Best Directing for a Comedy Series in the same year. One of them pulled off the feat at the 2017 and 2018 awards and won for Acting and Directing in 2017. The other duplicated the feat in 2018 and 2019 and has won for Acting twice. Name one of the two. Grammys. As mentioned earlier, Carol King became the first person in Grammys history to win Record of the Year and Song of the Year in the same year for different songs. That feat has only been duplicated one other time in Grammys history, and it came when this male solo singer pulled it off at the 2018 awards. Oscars. In 2019, Scarlett Johansson joined the list of people who were nominated for Oscars in both the lead and supporting categories in the same year. That has happened three other times this century. In 2002, a woman, 2004, a man, and 2007, a woman. All three are Oscar winners, though they didn't necessarily win the Oscars in those years. Name one of them. And as a further hint, Meryl Streep is not one of them. And one of them, and one of the women was nominated for playing a man. Billboard charts this this song by No Doubt was one of the biggest hits of the 1990s, but it never appeared on the Billboard Hot 100. It spent 16 weeks atop the Airplay chart, but never charted on the Hot 100 because it was never released as a commercial single in stores, thus ineligible for the chart per the rules of the time. And American history? Within one, how many presidents were members of the Whig Party?
4: Okay, we will take a look at these questions and get right back with our answers.
2: Cat and Jethro, box of oddities.
1: That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside
4: the box of oddities.
6: The Webby award-winning box of oddities podcast from Airwave Media.
4: All the answers are locked in. Let's hear those questions and provide our wagers and answers.
5: In the Emmys, in the last three years, there have been two men who twice were triple nominees for Best Lead Actor, Best Writing, and Best Directing for a Comedy Series in the same year. One of them pulled off the feat in 2017 and 2018, and won for Acting and Directing in 2017. The other duplicated the feat in 2018 and 2019, and has won for Acting twice. Name one of the two.
3: All right, so we wagered 30 on this one. Uh, we talked, well, I talked about, I uh, thought that the 27 2018 one was Donald Glover for Atlanta, um, but Neil was pretty sure that the 2018 2019 was Bill Hader for Barry, so we locked in with Bill Hader.
1: Yeah, we struggled uh, desperately with this one. I, I had Donald Glover on the mind uh, due to his work on Atlanta. But I, I watched that pretty recently, and I know that he did not direct most of the episodes. He has a um, – I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but it's a Japanese uh, oh. director who does his music yeah. videos and most of the episodes. I... Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And um, maybe he directed a pilot or the pilot or something. So we said Donald Glover.
5: And what was your wager on that one? Uh, Ten. Ten. The correct answers are Bill Hader and – Donald Glover. All oh, right. Nice. On to the Grammys. As mentioned earlier, Carole King became the first person in Grammys history to win record and song of the year in the same year for different songs. That feat has only been duplicated one other time in Grammys history. And it came when this male solo singer pulled it off at the 2018 awards.
4: Yeah. Uh, we wager 30 once again. Um, we had talked about, uh, actually talked about Donald Glover. Um, Cause I know he had a, a couple of awards for this is America, but we remembered that I believe the question said it was for two different songs. So, uh, we knew, um, a few years ago, Bruno Mars, uh, just, you know, killed it at the, the Grammys and won like a ton of awards. So we just thought, uh, by sheer number of awards, he would be the, the person to go
5: with. So we went with Bruno Mars.
2: Yeah. We figured this was 24 karat magic era, Bruno Mars. So we said Bruno Mars
5: for 10. And that is correct. He won Record of the Year for 24-Karat Magic and Song of the Year for That's What I Like, Mm. Bruno Mars. Oscars. In 2019, Scarlett Johansson joined the list of people who were nominated for Oscars in both the lead and supporting categories in the same year. That has happened three other times this century. In 2002, A Woman, 2004, A Man, and 2007, A Woman. All three are Oscar winners, though they didn't necessarily win their Oscars in those years. Name one of them. Hint, Meryl Streep is not one of them, and one of the women was nominated for playing a man. Yep.
4: Uh, We wagered uh, 30 on this one. Um, so this was a fact. Uh, I believe it was on a Patreon bonus episode. I remember telling Jeff, I was like, oh, I bet if Scarlett Johansson is going to get nominated twice, which would put her into this exclusive club of six or seven people. Um, and uh, one of my favorite actresses I knew this happened to, Kate uh, Blanchett. Um, and I, and the, the clue about playing a man kind of uh, reaffirmed it for me when she played Bob Dylan. So we said Kate Blanchett for 30.
1: We also wagered 30, and we struggled pretty hard on this one. Um, we were talking about Hillary Swank, but uh, the facts just didn't quite match up. Um, and then we thought about Kate Blanchett because I remembered she played Bob Dylan, and I thought she was nominated for it. And I could not remember her being nominated twice that same year, but uh,
5: we guessed Kate Blanchett. And both teams are correct. Kate Blanchett is one of the three, the other two are Julianne Moore in two thousand two for Far from Heaven and the Hours. Uh, Jamie Foxx was the man in two thousand four mm. for Ray and Collateral. Oh right. And collateral. and Kate <laughs> Blanch. Yeah. <laughs> And Kate uh, Blanchett was nominated for I'm Not There, which was the Bob Dylan movie, and Elizabeth the Golden Age.
1: Uh, Elizabeth the Golden Age is what I wasn't thinking of. The Golden so that's, Age. Very, that's very obscure, too.
5: Yeah, it is. I feel like that's one of those,
4: uh, I'm sure she was great in it. I actually haven't seen that one, but if that's like one of those uh, Oscar nominations where it's like, well, she's playing like a really old British person. I'm sure it's really good. Just give her the nod.
1: I was just <laughs> like, why are they doing a sequel to Elizabeth? <laughs>
5: Uh, Billboard Charts. This song, by No Doubt, was one of the biggest hits of the 1990s, but it never appeared on the Billboard Hot 100. It spent 16 weeks atop the Airplay chart, but never charted on the Hot 100 because it was never released as a commercial single in stores, thus ineligible for the chart per the rules of the time.
3: Yeah, we wagered 30 on this one, too. Uh, We talked about uh, Just a Girl and Spiderwebs, but I don't remember those being as popular as don't speak which i remember hearing for an entire years straight so don't speak is what we said
1: we wagered 10 on this one uh we were pretty much between "Spiderwebs" and don't speak i'm guessing don't speak was the one that was not put forward as a single and our answer is don't
5: speak i am making these questions too easy for you guys <laughs> don't speak is correct and everybody is four for four so far
4: I think you're you're in the same wheelhouse as all of us, I think, is really what <laughs> it think, is. Yeah.
5: I think so. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Uh, and finally, American history. Within one, how many presidents were members of the Whig Party?
3: Uh, we wagered 10 on this one. Uh, science or American history, not really our strongest suit between the two of us. Um, I know that there was a bunch early on, and then it dries up pretty quickly, but we said five.
1: We wagered 30 on
3: this one, Jeff?
1: Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I know exactly
2: this one because much like the list of presidents, kind of memorized. I've tried to go through and figure out parties. VP's is next, but um, I think it's kind of kind of funny because I think it's only two VP uh, or two wig tickets, but both presidents died in office, so we think it's four because I'm pretty sure it's um, Harrison and then um, Tyler and then like Taylor and Fillmore because the two men died in office and then passed it on to their
5: VPs. So we say it's four week presidents. That is exactly correct. It is four and it was Harrison, Tyler Taylor and Fillmore.
4: All right. After a very exciting final round and a full game for that matter, uh, with questions really in our wheelhouse here, uh, which is, which is great. Uh, um, it looks like the scores are going to be team sod squad with 270 and the winner today uh bringing winning back is the justin timberwolves with 306 <laughs> as today's cream of the crop the
2: cream will rise to the top oh yeah you won the last time you
1: teamed up although i'm feeling very sad right now
4: yeah <laughs>
1: fortune fortune uh, favors the bold because you're the cream of
4: the crop mm-hmm. oh that was a really great game chris Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Of course. And I can't I
4: can't believe you guys uh pulled ahead in that final round
1: after being 300 down points for the whole game. is a lot of points. <laughs> so it's it's been a great game, honestly. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it was really well worded and uh the clues really helped, especially the categories. Um mm-hmm. is there anywhere people can check out your your work, your writing?
5: Yeah, uh, star um our you know, our newspaper website here in Minneapolis. Um obviously it's it's a tough time right now with the COVID-19 you know mm-hmm. uh, having an effect on almost everything um, but we're still putting out a a, a lot of good coverage uh, a quality newspaper both sports related and virus related for Minnesota. Um, I know you asked people to plug stuff so if I could just plug something I would just say subscribe to your local newspaper if you can mm-hmm. because uh, it's it's tough times right now and And those entities uh, produce a lot of valuable local journalism, especially in times like these. Yep.
4: Yeah, I think that's really important, especially to, uh, yeah, support local newspapers and uh, print media and just newspapers in general to get, uh, you know, the facts instead of uh, um, from friends or from the Internet, as we always kind of joke around about. But um, but yeah, definitely check out StarTribune.com to check out some of Chris's writing, um, which is just as good as all the trivia questions he wrote today. And thank you for being a Patreon supporter as well. It means a
5: lot. No problem. Thank you guys for having me today.
4: Of course. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. And it uh, looks like our wager uh, today, as we said, it's going to have to be Jeff and Ken uh, talking for a minute straight about uh, the rivals of their favorite teams in whatever respective
3: sport they would like. And they have to talk glowingly. I think well, jeff has to do michigan football then that...
2: no i was gonna say i have to talk longingly about you and neil because you've beaten ken and i which is one of my favorite teams
4: that's which is fine. gonna
2: really suck
4: yeah you could talk yeah. longingly about us that's fine
3: we could uh, talk about that the magpies.
4: <laughs> yeah the magpies uh well yeah thank you very much again chris uh for joining us uh make sure to check out uh, his work uh join him at patreon.com slash and on behalf of ken matt jeff chris uh my name is neil and that was triviality
1: So, don't
3: Google it. The award. Um, Mm.
4: I do want to. So, while Ken. I'm going
3: to have to cut that for sure. Why? What's. Something bad? Yeah, don't. don't. Uh, Google it. Alright. Why don't you tell me so I don't have to Google it? Let's say it's the award.
2: Do not Google it.
4: Oh
1: you're the worst <laughs> gross
4: okay so that's what happens when, right, when that'll a be smurf-
1: that'll be my that'll be my end clip there
4: yeah <laughs>